Oh, Danielsa, happy Halloween. You like? Yeah, it's nice. Past school today. Oh, that's happening. Samara, you're not going? Nah. How come? I'm not into dancing that much. I don't feel like it anyway. Welcome to Karate Kid Minute, a podcast where we discuss the original 1984 classic, The Karate Kid, one funky minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. Joining us again today from Reflex Point, a Robotech podcast, is Major Medina. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. Woo. Uh, glad to have you back. Uh, I've actually always wanted to meet a person named Major. Ah, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're few and far between. I used to uh, host the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. I, do you know any? Do, do you know what I'm getting to here? I'm always like, whenever I, I it's like I, I, I might not be able to see the property, but I always find out when something has a character named Robin. I always find out about it. So, do yeah. you, do you know of this show? I, I don't. Uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a show. Uh, iZombie was on the CW for five seasons, and one of the oh, characters. Oh, oh I, I'm sorry. You, you said iZombie. I, I heard something different. Yes, yes, of course, of course. I, okay. I, I was super excited uh, when they were, when they said his name. I was like, yeah. what? That's my name. <laughs> For folks that don't know, his, uh, the character's name was Major Lily White, which is kind of funny because, you know, the zombie thing, Lily White. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, did you ever watch the show or? I did. I did. Oh, you I, did. I, 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 I I bowed out after a couple of episodes. I'm sorry, a couple of seasons. Um, oh, okay. So I didn't see the finale, uh, but yeah. I was so interested in it. One day, I I I just read the synopsis on all the episodes. So I was like, <laughs> well, I'm not going to sit here and watch it, but I'm yeah, I don't have the time. But I need to know how this resolves. Uh, well, you'll be happy to know that um, uh, one of the showrunners we had her on the podcast. Her name is uh, Diane Ruggiero, right? And uh, she actually named. Uh, the character after a boy she had a huge crush on in high school. Oh, <laughs> his wow. name was Major. Name was Major. <laughs> well, that's amazing. The only other time I, I've heard it uh, in on TV was uh, King of Queens. Oh. One of Kevin James' friends named his son Major. Ah. And was and, it a source for it, jokes? It wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, Un- unlike my own personal life. <laughs> It was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I believe one of the um, one of the big the big pick on quotes about the name Major and from My Zombie was somebody uh, he was he became like a soldier and then somebody said to him, "What's your major malfunction, Major?" <laughs> it's just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, heard that one. Heard that one. I'm sure. Let's just say I I I hate the movie Major Pain. Hmm. Oh God, I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a rough time. <laughs> well, robins are known to have red breasts. I never, you know, never really <laughs> let that left let that one down, or you know, oh. the boy yeah. wonder. And oh. anyway, and we're not even to get into how many people that are, you know, how many great jokes there are to make about the, the name Matt, you know. So yeah, although I mean, <laughs> when I. When I was uh, in junior high in my formative years, you know, trying to, you know, find a girlfriend or whatever, you know, at, at school dances, I'm a, I'm a short guy. At school dances, they would play like a dance song and the, the lyrics were all about not wanting a short guy. So, oh my God. yeah, and I would just be in the, the corner shrinking away. <laughs> oh. 
want no eeny weeny something something short short man i, I can't remember the song somebody see reach out the, if you know it see you on the bleachers oh, going all right, well, let's get into some Karate Kid. This is uh, minute 35. It begins with a happy Daniel and ends with an indifferent Daniel. <laughs> so, That's a downgrade. Yeah. Or is it? I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes it's, it's better just to be indifferent to things and not be so emotionally involved, but uh, who knows. Um, so Daniel, this is the end of the scene here. Daniel leaving with Lucille, and he's just super psyched to talk about Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> something else. He's my new best friend. <laughs> I just love you. Like, you you barely hear it, but you hear Lucille go, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I, I also love how we, we kind of, the camera stays on Miyagi, and he just kind of stays concentrating on trimming the tree. I keep waiting for him to kind of like smile or kind of look back over his shoulder or something like, Oh, they're talking about me, but you know, he just doesn't react to it. And then I was thinking, Oh, maybe it's just recorded in ADR and he didn't have anything to react to. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so we have a, a little bit of a, a passage of time here. We, we go to the school and yeah, funny enough, this this these two little things are not in um, the script or the novelization. Uh, Daniel pops out of the classroom, sees Allie standing with Susan and Barbara, and then just kind of darts back in. Unlike when we saw him before, when he jumped out and started following them. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Allie always in her varsity best. Uh, Susan with her pop collar. And uh, I love uh, Barbara's Argyle socks. That's really all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, then we go to the gymnasium where the students are decorating for the Halloween dance. And uh, yeah, Allie Bing blows up a big old orange balloon. So you kind of get the idea that this is a Halloween thing. Uh, Johnny, Jimmy, and Dutch are putting together a scary skeleton in the back. They're all having fun. It's all so innocent. And then just Daniel's peeping like from all corners in this, these scenes. Just being a creepo. I, I mean, to quote the great Stained, uh, the great band Stained, uh, <laughs> he's on the outside. He's looking at oh. us. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, poor guy. He's just, you know, but I think that was part of the rules. Like the rules that he figured out with Lucille. He's, he's going to just avoid everything any any kind of and I, we even kind of talked about that when he was walking along with Allie after the whole in you know a couple incidents and it's just like what are you doing man you can't just you know you should be avoiding her or or at least not be so in public with her i don't know the rules man the rules yeah <laughs> well i i uh in my effort to over prepare um yeah. i had read a, a little bit of the novelization that had explained that uh Daniel had learned Johnny's schedule so that like, he could avoid him <laughs> yes. at all costs. Okay, that's that is real stalker. I <laughs> have I have I have a reading from the novelization. Uh, uh. <laughs> being a live worm was better than being a dead duck. That was something Daniel told himself often over the next six weeks while he practiced karate with his book. He could practice a kick now without having to hold the wall, but still wasn't nearly good enough to face Johnny. So 
He learned Johnny's class schedule and avoided him. That made Daniel feel like a worm, a live one. <laughs> like, remember what I said at the beginning of the paragraph about being a live worm? <laughs> uh, you um, know. Uh, and then, then the whole must take a take a worm for a walk week. I don't, I don't know if how, if that that's hasn't come to, yet, has it? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's like like golf and stuff, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to point out that Dan, uh, Johnny is working at the dance in his uh, red Cobra Kai motorcycle jacket and his headphones. I always wonder what Johnny's listening to. <laughs> well, it's going to be hair metal, according yeah. to Cobra Kai. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just an 80s trope that that kids just wear their, their headphones all the time? <laughs> or was that a real thing that happened in the 80s? I, I don't remember. <laughs> well... I could just be to, California. <laughs> I just go to the drive-ins and saw uh, saw Terminator, and it's very memorable how her roommate's running around grooving on her headphones when the Terminator walks in, and she has no idea that he's he's fighting with her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of rude. Like if I was Johnny, like if I was like uh, Jimmy or Dutch, I'd be like, "Hey, man, I'd like to have some attention here. Like, you, you can you hear what I'm saying to you?" <laughs> this is not a friendship uh, but uh yeah yeah poor daniel watching and then realizing oh i shouldn't be here and he kind of darts out um yeah well he, he kind of look he has a face that says like it, not just i shouldn't be here but i think that's that's the part that that tugs on the heartstrings yeah like like he really wants to be here uh, but unfortunately, so the next well, wait, thing, so that was six weeks that, that like, uh, yeah, I'm very uh, surprised she didn't forget about him in that time. Like high school <laughs> romances go fast. Uh, so, yeah. So the next thing we see is the jack-o'-lantern. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad she kind of, uh, jumped onto that because yeah, this is, this is the show, the, the passage of time. We all of a sudden see, Orange balloons and then boom, jack-o'-lantern. So, of course, the first thing we saw in the movie was Newark, New Jersey, September. And we don't ever see any other, like, you know, Reseda, California, six weeks later or anything like that. So we can kind of, like, you know, as we were watching those minutes, minute by minute, we were tracking, like, okay, so they got there. It took, I don't know how many mentions of the of the pool to get there. And then the beach party that was that same week. And then Daniel starting the first day of school. And then like the other scenes are a little harder to track. He's, he's gone to Cobra Kai. Lucille gets a job. There's a bike accident. And then Daniel's hanging out with Mr. Miyagi. So I almost think we get this little interlude that's not in the script or in the novelization to kind of show that, you know, time does pass. Like it's now several weeks later. And uh, yeah. What do you guys think happened in those six weeks? I mean, uh, the novelization does say he's training, but I mean, do you, what do you, what else do you think has happened? He hung out with an old man long <laughs> enough to yeah. be very comfortable with his fridge. Oh wait, no, that's next minute. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, strangely, I mean, uh, Major, did you have any idea of what what, what he's been up to? <laughs> You know, no, I, I I didn't, but that makes sense that he's he, he's spending some time with uh, Mr. Miyagi at least. Um, that's what, yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. But I, I I think it's just that I think he's just he's just laying low and 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 trying to to learn the rules of the game. 
Yeah, if there's anywhere that he's not going to run into the Cobra Kai, it's in Miyagi's maintenance shed. He's working on trees, and this is kind of the impression the movie gives you. Um, in the script, they have actually have a couple of scenes um, after uh, the the last scene in the uh, maintenance shed where you know Daniel was being trained, and then he said goodbye with Lucille. Um, so the script says. Exterior apartment house, dusk, six weeks later. For some reason, Siri was like, what? Sorry. <laughs> uh, maybe as I said, exterior. Nope, that didn't set it off at the time. Anyway, so it, it does say in the script, six weeks later. Uh, and then it says, Daniel sits on the stairs in a blue funk. <laughs> so what's a blue <laughs> funk, you guys think? <laughs> I think uh, it's, it's it, the kind of funk you put on a, a Chargers <laughs> jersey for. <laughs> like a like you're smelly, so you're... Is it more... better than a brown funk? <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up. It's funny because in North America, blue funk means a state of depression. Uh, but the British version of, of that... Uh, if you say in a blue funk, it's a state of great fear or panic. (laughs) (laughs) So I think either of those work (laughs) for Dan. Yeah. Again, this stuff is in the script, uh, but was cut out of the film. So, so, so he's, he's sitting up there and uh, then he sees Freddie and his friends coming out in Halloween costumes, joking and laughing with each other. And he's all kind of sad. So he goes to, um, the screen door of the maintenance shed and walks in. He's like, Mr. Miyagi. And he's not there. And Daniel admires the pumpkins and Miyagi. Then, then Miyagi enters and which surprises Daniel. And Miyagi says, you know, long time, no see. And Daniel says, yeah, I've been busy. <laughs> so in the script, it's saying that for these six weeks, he wasn't hanging out with Mr. Miyagi at all. He was just huh. training or I don't know. But huh. yeah, uh, and so yeah, that's where I had the the uh, part from the book there to read. But um, oh, it sounds like an uneventful six weeks. I'm glad we skipped over it. <laughs> <laughs> lots of uh, lots of book training. <laughs> but I mean, I think you know they changed their mind. I think, and this is what the movie is showing us. To me, I watch this movie and I go, okay, he's grown this he's gotten this new friend mr miyagi and now we see we see him avoiding alley and then we go back to the maintenance shed where uh miyagi walks in and he's like oh danielson happy halloween so uh so you know it's uh it's as if he's like comfortable to be there you know, as you mentioned the soda later but that's in the next minute but <laughs> yeah is you know he's very comfortable uh on hanging out with mr miyagi's um uh, so, uh, I did want to mention, um, we, when he walks in, he says, yeah, Danielson, happy Halloween. So we get our, this is actually the very first time in the movie we hear Danielson. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. So, uh, Matt, do you want to, uh, tell us what, uh, Danielson means? Do you, do you know? Well, I mean, it's just like a formal way of addressing somebody's son it usually mm-hmm. means like mr whatever that's right yeah 
according to my research, not that I knew any better than you, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's basically like Mr. Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's very versatile. It's very common. Um, and, and yeah, it's very, it, but it's equivalent to Mr. or Ms. Um, I mean, it, like in reality, well, maybe not in reality, because I don't know how the older generations work. But I mean, you would think as he gets more comfortable with them and they become best friends, he'd change San to something more familiar, like Kun or Chan. But. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a Japanese honorific, which you use uh, as a sign of politeness and respect. And I got from uh, fluentu.com um, some other honorifics, like the ones you just mentioned. Uh, kun means uh, uh, a young male, um, but like a new. Is it like new in the company or new to the friendship or new to the family or something like that? Mm. Um, uh, chan is someone you find adorable or endearing. Mm-hmm. So. Like I would say, Matt John, whenever I talk to you, <laughs> uh, she is, I, I said, I, it, I saw that it's uh, used usually in the news. If you're talking about a famous person, hmm. uh, like Ralph Macchio, she is, is I haven't heard on that the boardwalk. One. I don't know. Uh, Sama is someone who deserves respect. Yep. So he uh, never, he would never say that to Daniel. <laughs> you don't, you generally don't say it to somebody younger than you. I don't think. Okay. And the other two were senpai and sensei. Mm-hmm. And senpai is like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Someone who's a fellow student or fellow coworker, but like they're just in a higher level than you. Yeah. But you're all working at the same place kind of thing. Yep. And then sensei is like teacher or expert. So Miyagi Sensei, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty cool. That's uh, interesting because you know, just from context clues and not knowing what the son meant, uh, mm-hmm. I just always assumed it meant my boy, like Daniel, my boy, like Han, my boogie, or something. No, that would be that'd be uh, Daniel Chan. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, as a uh, American kid, I always just kind of took it as son, you know, like young, uh, young, young boy or young person in, you know, who I'm mentoring almost, you know, mm-hmm. um, complete sense. Yeah. Uh, so we looked up on the internet <laughs> last time we saw what, uh, Mr. Miyagi's wearing and we called it a hachimaki mm. or a helmet scarf. Right. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> That when that podcast went out, uh, our friend Peter from Cobra Kai Companion actually dropped in our comments and said um, that this is a tenugui. Now, Matt, am I saying this right? T e n u g u i, tenugui, tenugi, t e n u g u i, g u i, tenugui. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, gui. Gui's not super common uh, sound, but yeah. Well, it was in Wikipedia, Matt, so I don't know what to oh, tell no, you. Oh, no, it exists. It's just not very common. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm, I'm a bit more iffy on the pronunciation of that one. Right. Uh, I looked that up, and it's a thin Japanese hand towel made from cotton. And as a head covering in kendo, uh, it functions as a sweatband and provides extra padding beneath the headgear. So 
Uh, I'm not sure what the difference is between Hachimaki and Tenegui, but uh, 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 I... I definitely respect Peter's opinion that <laughs> it's probably a Tenegui. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless somebody else wants to write in and say, no, no, no. He's <laughs> <laughs> got it all wrong. <laughs> I uh, wish I could remember I just what like the way. Uh, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I just like the way that helmet scarf sounds. Yeah, yeah me scarf. too. <laughs> just two words that are just don't seem to work together, but it, it sounds very <laughs> awkward saying them together. Like, now, now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it, it it's funny i looked up uh I, I was looking up to see if anybody from the production at all had mentioned it and how they referred to it and i found a video <laughs> I, uh, a where are they now uh video for ralph macchio <laughs> and it was uh they were visiting his uh his mansion and uh he was showing off the trophy and his tenegui uh, and he was calling it a bandana. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's the bandana I wore <laughs> back then. And so, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Neither Daniel nor, uh, Ralph. I don't think they don't, I don't think they care to learn too much about Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think, I think Daniel's definitely interested. I mean, I, I mean, you know, skip ahead to karate kid two minute, but, he literally just buys like the biggest book in Okinawa for the plane ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so he says happy Halloween. So I was like, Oh, is there a Halloween in Japan? And I hit the internet and, uh, yeah. Uh, however, um, there's the, the one thing they don't have is uh, trick or treating. Um, according to Gaijin pot blog, uh, the feeling of avoiding or being a pain or a bother to someone else is far too strong in Japanese people. Having to go around to people's houses to gather candy would be a huge inconvenience to many. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel the same way. Always have. <laughs> they've adopted a lot. Of, yeah, they've adopted a lot of American uh, uh, holidays over there, but they just do them slightly differently. Yeah, uh, Gajinpot blog uh, says that Halloween is appealing really to adults who want to uh, dress up and kind of do cosplay and things like that and to just have a reason to party, you know, in, in costume. Yeah. Uh, like, like, for instance, um, they, ha- they have Valentine's Day, uh, mm-hmm. but then uh, I think it's after that or maybe it's before that. They also have White Day, which is the opposite. Whoa. Where the uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's called that, but the, uh, the women are supposed to get a, a gift for the men on Valentine's Day. The men get the the gift for the woman, but oh okay. And then uh, they have Christmas, but they just eat eat KFC. <laughs> uh, Another thing I'm I totally approve of. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. It's not even like a huge scary holiday either. It's uh, it's adults wanting to kind of cosplay and party. Um, it's actually during the summer when um, the Japanese get into ghost stories and talking about the spirit world. Um, and the, this summer, uh, you know, the, the scary summer or whatever, it kind of peaks in August during the uh, Buddhist festival of Obom, which... I will stop right there because we will be discussing that <laughs> in Karate Kid 2 Minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
uh, if that sounds familiar to <laughs> Karate Kid fans. Uh, but uh, yeah, summer is when Japanese cinemas, TV stations, oh, they all show a ton of scary stuff. Uh, it's during Halloween. It's just kind of like, okay, let's dress up and party. And nobody's trick-or-treating. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Miyagi shows off the, the jack-o'-lantern, and he's like, oh, you like? And uh, Daniel says, yeah, that's nice. Um, and it's funny because uh, in the script, it says Daniel's impressed by the carving of the pumpkins. Uh, so as they're talking, uh, Miyagi offers to let him try uh, to carve one himself as they talk. So it's almost like the the bonsai tree. Like, oh, okay. And I, it, unfortunately, I didn't have any like extra lines. Like now, think of think, close your eyes, think of a jack lantern. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> think of no, eyes. Yeah, think of the scariest face you know, and this is like turns the jack o' lantern around. It looks like Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so Miyagi mentions that he passed the school and uh, saw there was a lot going on over there, and he's and he's wondering and he's referring to the dance. He's like, "You got not going?" And Daniel says, "Nah." And uh, Miyagi says, "How come?" And he says, "I'm not into dancing that much. I don't feel like it anyway." So Daniel always full of excuses, <laughs> mm-hmm. but for once he's not blaming it on a bike accident. <laughs> like there's bike accidents always seem to come up in his excuses, but this time I'm here going to the dance. Uh, I fell. <laughs> I fell. I hit the curve and I can't dance anymore. <laughs> okay. So, so Miyagi had passed by the school and that that's how he knew something was going on there. According to the dialogue past school today, lots happening. What's the matter? You're uh, that's what he says. Okay. Cause yeah. I was wondering how did, how does he know what's going on at school? <laughs> He's also the janitor. <laughs> it's a maintenance <laughs> guy for, for all sorts of places. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much the end of the minute. I don't know if you guys have anything else for the minute itself. Um, or did I beat it to death? Why is he making uh, so no, many can... jack-o'-lanterns? Hmm. Uh, I'm assuming to put around the South Seas. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Where is he putting those jack-o'-lanterns? Is even? it a service he provides for the residents? They pay him? Yeah. He'll make one? <laughs> yeah. I got no time to do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe one friends. for in front of his uh, workshop, one for the first stoop, and one for the second stoop, second floor stoop. <laughs> there you go. Um, um yeah. I, I was what time of day is it? Is it nighttime already? Hmm. Uh, because the the light coming in to Miyagi's workshop looks like 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 a very natural light. But yeah, when he picks up the uh, pumpkin from outside, it does look kind of dark. Uh-huh. Uh, so I can't I can't tell what time it is. And I, I'm you know, I feel a ticking clock on on how long uh, uh Mr. Miyagi has to make a costume for Daniel so we can get to the, to the, to the party on time. Right. Yeah. I'm looking at it now and uh, yeah, it, it's, it's dark because it's the interior of, it's like inside that, uh, the door to the shed. Um, it's that, that the waiting room basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he grabs it off a stool on his way in to, to show him. So Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I'm thinking, uh, I don't know. End of October. You, you would think it's getting, it, it, it shouldn't be so bright out or the sun yeah. shouldn't be coming in so much, but I don't know because he, he's, he's coming out. from school and he probably came right to the shed to 
prune the trees and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Really so I, I wanted to talk about his jersey too. Oh, oh uh, that's that's next. Uh, that's next a minute. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Well, well for right. me at least, in my notes. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, wait for next minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll entice everybody to come back on Friday. <laughs> um, but we do have to ask you our Wednesday question, which is: Do you consider Daniel the antagonist of this movie? Okay, I have a hard answer on this. Oh, uh, good, good, good. He's absolutely not the antagonist. <laughs> uh, um, it, it's a it it's a fun exercise to try to make the point that he is, and and there's a couple of things you can point to, but I you know I I think one of the great things about the movie is that most of the characters, if you if you look at their, I guess their intentions. They're all truly doing what they think is fair and best, you know. Um, and and I like that that Daniel as our hero isn't like this. He, he's not always making the right choice, or or sometimes he's quick to anger. You know, it makes him this round character, and and that's usually the, those are the things that people usually point out to try yeah. to make it seem like maybe he's the bully. Um, <laughs> but he he's he's just not. He's our hero, and. Uh, and, and everybody has some growth in this. Daniel the most. Um, I mean, if anybody wants to say that Daniel's the antagonist, then I, I, I'll just bring up Crease and, and say, explain how he's not. Who's worse here? <laughs> so true. So true. I think our uh, we've we've gotten nose all of, all the way around, except for uh, last week. Which blew my mind, which was uh, Father David saying that Daniel is his own antagonist. <laughs> he's he's the only one not allowing himself to grow or something like that, and he's got to learn to get past oh, get past himself a, to. <laughs> but that's a good interpretation. <laughs> I like that one. All right, Matt son, Major son, let's uh, wrap this up. I'm not into podcasting that much, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so thanks for joining us again, Major. You want to come back on Friday for another Karate Kid Minute? Yes, please. All right. We want to let everybody know to send feedback to karatekidminute at gmail.com. I'm sure our inbox is, is, uh, inbox is filling up after all the terrible pronunciation this week that's happened on my part. Uh, oh, yeah. I should put a disclaimer. I am not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're more of an expert than I am. That's why I go to you. <laughs> Uh, follow us on Twitter or join the Miyagi-Do Karate Dojo Facebook group. Uh, just search for Karate Kid Minute and please rate, review, and subscribe wherever fine podcasts are served. And we, yeah, seriously, love your reviews. Uh, I would love to get more uh, more from you all. Uh, if you're listening, please uh, leave, a, leave a nice review. It'd be, it'd be really awesome. And it just, I don't know. Uh, we're not looking to hit any charts, but it's just great for the ego. <laughs> I don't know about you. Uh, it, and uh, yeah, well, until next time. If come from inside, you always write one.